This week on Excelsior Journeys, we have the audio sorceress herself, audiobook narrator Marnie Young. Marnie is the founder of her own audiobook production company that not only features her voice, but also features over a hundred different male and female voices. And I am so proud to be one of them. And I am so excited for you to hear Marnie's journey to success. So JLD, do the honors. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's why I taught myself how to draw. It was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater with him saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for tuning in for over 120 episodes. It is January 2022. We are all about starting this whole new year fresh with some resolutions and everything that really kind of pushes us forward, focusing on everything that motivates us. And I have been doing that quite a bit with the Excelsior Journeys podcast. The first week of January, you heard from Steve Corona, who is an accomplished uh, voice actor and teacher. And we've also heard from USA Today bestselling author and multi-award winning author, Nicole Evelina. And this week, we have someone who truly inspires me as an audiobook narrator. And that is my friend, Marnie Young. In the few years that I have known Marnie Young, I have seen her different posts on social media about her company, Audio Sorceress, which is a fully functioning audiobook production company. And just seeing all the progress that this company has made, I knew that if I had a chance to be a part of the roster of talent that she has, then I knew that that was going to be an extremely validating thing for me as an audiobook narrator. It would give me the clue that I am definitely on the right path. And sure enough, it was not long before Marnie offered me a spot on that roster. And even though I am so, so anxious to do my first production for Audio Sorceress, just the fact that I'm there on that roster, on that website, it just means the world to me. And so here, here she is. I have been wanting to have Marnie on this show for the longest time. We finally got our schedules to, <laughs> to mix in the right way. And here she is. So it is my pleasure to introduce to you, Marnie Young. Marnie, how are you? I am great, George. Happy New Year, everybody. Wow. <laughs> Thank you very much. And George, I mean, we heard your voice and we just knew we didn't have anybody like you. So Thank it you. was it was a no brainer. I really, really, really appreciate that. And as as uh, you and I have said before, just the fact that that I've gotten I've gotten a dozen audiobooks under my belt just as and just as a one man show. But mm-hmm. just the fact that I was that I was invited to to join this group that that to me is my own award. So it, it really, it really, really means so much to me. And I'm just glad that, that I have you in my corner as an, as an audiobook narrator. And I am so excited for the future. I'm so excited for the chance to be working with us too. We can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and speaking of awesome, Audio Sorceress has been blowing up as of late. Can you tell us a little yes. bit about the, yes. uh, the latest latest things that have been posted on social media, which yes. just looking at just looking at you right now and how 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 giddy you are. This is <laughs> such awesome news. Go ahead and share. Uh, OK, so in the past week, we have booked two trilogies. We've booked a standalone romance. We've booked literature fiction. And we just signed with another publishing company to do their audio. Oh, man. Just this, this week. So, cool. so we're like, hello, 2022. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> 2021 was not so great in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Yeah. But, you know, like, man, this is. But 2022 yeah, is awesome. This is this is shaping up to be one hell of a year. So I am I am just so excited <laughs> for the, the for what's to come with Audio Sorceress. I. I know that like the 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 kind of roster that you have, like everyone is just going to be bringing their A game. Everyone is just going to be killing it on the mic. Yes. And 
Yeah. And, and just, just hearing the, just knowing that I'm, that I'm going to be a part of everything like as talent and not as an editor, that makes me so happy. (laughs) Uh, Granted, I did learn in the the latest book that I did, I finally got the hang of using punch and roll. Punch and roll. (laughs) It's tough. I don't know. Yeah. Because before I used to do this thing where I would screw up and then snap my fingers in front of it to create a mark on my soundtrack and then go back and take those out. Yep. Yep. Or the um, little, the dog clicker and the whole, yeah, we actually did that for a time in our company because yeah, we did because I liked the way I liked the flow of it. I thought that it kind of disturbed the flow when you had to go back, but then I found that it just wasn't practical for some of the narrators. It was very like, just not, not something that they were used to. Yeah. Uh, and especially the, in the engineers, it was difficult on them because it felt like, you know, it's, it's more work, obviously. Yeah. Well, sometimes interesting. Some people who might have other issues, it can be actually better for them mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. that because it can make it easier with removing breaths and things like that for the engineers as opposed to them. And if they're not doing a great job with a punch and roll, then it's not so good. But, but I totally get it because when I was doing a lot of work for the product, this production company, before I had my own company, I, that's what we did with the clickery thing. And, and I just wasn't good at doing the punch and roll. And then mm-hmm. once I just started really doing it, I got faster and faster and faster and faster. And my ratio, cause when I started, my ratio was like one to four. It was really? like four hours of booth to do time one for audio? one. Wow. I messed up a lot and, and mm-hmm. very just, and just trying to make sure that the breath was just right. All these things. And it, to the point where it was not good, <laughs> it mm-hmm. just was not good. And then uh, when I started just getting, I reduced it to three and then it was two. And, and now it's like one and a half to two. So that's it's not, fabulous. Yeah. That's, so yeah, usually, usually if I'm, not mistaken, the industry standard is more like three to one, correct? It is. It yeah. is. Yep. And not to say if it's really difficult, if there maybe are a lot of dialects and a lot of dialects in the room at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden my Irish sounds Romanian or my Romanian sounds Irish. Then, yeah. For those of you who are who are listening, what we mean is that it takes yeah. about the industry standard is about three hours of recording to get one finished hour. That's, that's the goal that we always want to get is that finished hour. And which is what, what all of our, which is what all our pay scale goes by Mm -hmm. for the most part. It's per finished hour. PFH is, is what it's referred to. And so, so when you hear say, we'll, we'll use an, as an example, ever upward because it's my book. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So go get it. Go for it. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm all about self-promotion. <laughs> that came out to about 10 hours of finished audio. So that's that's what I, and it took quite a few weeks to get all of that done, balancing a full-time job and doing everything that I need to do over here and everything else that, that, I, have, that I have on my plate. And so getting to finish that, yeah, it takes a while, but the... But yeah, it's, it's when you get that, when you're working with punch and roll, which is... You, you mess up, you mark the spot, it takes you back about eight seconds or so. And then, so that way you can listen to where you were right up at the spot where you, where you made your mistake. And then yeah. you start right in. And that tool has become so valuable. It does eat up a lot of time, which is why they say that it takes about three hours because right. a lot of times you're, you're going back and, and fixing your mistakes. We're not robots. We're not no. going to get it right on the first try. And that is, that's a big part of it. That's a big part of all of this. So you're there for when you're getting an audiobook, you're getting a performance. You're not just getting someone reading the book. Well, and George, someone performing it. And that's why we wanted you too, because you don't read. Like, I, I think maybe we have one or two people on our roster that have beautiful voices that read and that's mm. that's their style because there are people that want that for but 99.9% of the time our clients want a performance yeah and that's who we we hire almost everyone has some background in acting mm-hmm. and if not they've been in radio for a long time or something like that but almost everyone has a background in acting yep so and then of course there are just people with just this raw talent that one day just decided i'm just going to narrate audiobooks mm-hmm. and they're extraordinary and so gifted and i just went off i went hi 
I don't know where I went. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what I would, yeah, I just meant that. I don't know what I meant, George. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's okay. All about, like it's like like you said, it's all about yeah. performance. So yes, performance. Um, and, Thank you. Jeez. Yeah. Yes, perform. It's the twin mom brain, maybe whatever. I've always had this brain, but I'm using twins as an excuse because I can. No worries. And not enough sleep because I can. This is this this is raw, but this doesn't mean it's going to be in in the finished form. So. Right. Exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, I mean, the thing is, I did say that one and a half to two, but George, I mean, sometimes it can be three or even upwards of that, especially. Especially if I do a voice and I hate the voice, mm-hmm. I just hate it. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel organic. It just doesn't, it, it feels like it's going almost like against the text against what, cause I'm all about text, text, text. And, and yeah. the thing is when it comes to my actors, I do, uh, and you'll find that out if you end up doing a duet with us, I do rehearse if they want to. And I think almost every single person has taken us up on doing a rehearsal so that I can sort of work with them and make sure everybody's on the same page to get them to sound as much like they're in the same room as possible. And I will give acting because I'm a coach too. And I will give and and a director and I will give notes. And I got the nicest email the other day from someone that I had helped. I don't, I'm not going to use his name, but anyway, he, I guess, was struggling with book, booking some things in a certain genre, like for whatever reason, it what just wasn't what he, and then he just said he booked that, like this, whatever, and then another one, and then another one. And he said that he took the notes that I had given him mm-hmm. into those auditions. Wow. And I was like, I know. I was like, oh, that's that made great. me so happy. But it's, I think, because of my training and whatever, I very much focus on the text. Like that is just, but I hone in on that and it's so key for me. And I feel like when it's well-written, which of course, everything we take is well-written because we vet the scripts, right? We, we obviously vet our narrators, but we vet the scripts too. We don't just take the, the money because we want to, we want, it's not doing a service to the person who the writing is maybe not quite where it needs to be, but, or, and, and, and audiobooks maybe won't help that do you know what I mean? So we vet the scripts and we make sure that it that it's a good fit and that mm-hmm. the narrator's going to want to do that, right? So yeah. I would never take something unless I wanted to do it myself. I mean, even if it was way out of my wheelhouse, we look at it, Denise and I, is this something that we would want to put our name on? Is this something that I would want to do myself as an actor? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I got there either, George. <laughs> Well, I mean, this this is all about like how yeah. how you operate and yeah. and okay. um and how you and how you direct and yep. how it's and how you're working with your with your team and making oh, sure it. that they're that they're getting the most out of this right as right. well because yep. it's not just it's not just like a mill or anything it's not just no. you know, passing them off to and just like here you do it there's there's so much there's so much more to that and that's what what I really really appreciate about about this business about audio sorceress is how hands-on it is and how it's it's found that that line that works that that fits between working with the author and working with the producer the narrator because mm-hmm. w- <clears throat> like you'll find like like i think in over find away voices they mm-hmm. they're they take really good care of the of the narrators by making sure that there's no royalty, there's no royalty share or anything like that. So you've mm-hmm. got to pay money up front. And so that that takes out a lot of authors that can't afford uh, to do that. Sure. And yeah. then over on Audible with ACX, you have you have the you have the royalty share really kind of like ruling a lot of a lot of these authors. Like right. so I'll have I still remember an author coming up to me and saying, I have my 165,000 fantasy debut novel that I would that I would love to make it as an audiobook as a royalty share. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, I needless to say I did not take him up on that offer. So I think that's smart. Yeah. I think that I royalty share for me has not been a success. Yeah. We our company does not do it for that mm-hmm. very reason. I can't yeah. do something that's a gamble. And I, I totally get it. Believe me, it is not it is not cheap 
to do an right. audiobook. It is expensive, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. it's well, I mean, it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. But, but again, having, having said that, I, I understand why authors are, because people will say, are you willing to do a royalty share? Not, I mean, me, but also like through my company or whatever for other narrators. And I just have to tell them no, because mm-hmm. it's just too much of a gamble for us. And I have yeah. to make sure that my narrators are taken care of. I, I have to make sure. I mean, I, that's money out of my pocket, my personal mm-hmm. pocket to cover the engineers to cut. Co- like, I can't do that. I, yeah. I can't. And, and I'll, I'll do, you know, like a, a royalty share for a children's book right. and I'll take it on a case by case basis, but nice. I can like, but I cannot in, in all likelihood do, do a royalty share for for like a novella or a novel or something like it's for novellas it's a case-by-case basis but Mm -hmm. like for novels i can't do it i just just, it's too much i've i've spent 36 hours in a booth and made 12 Mm dollars and you technically didn't even make the 12 dollars because if you think of time as money then you've lost how much what other books should you've been working on for a pfh and Mm -hmm. actually made money and i don't blame any it just it is what it is it's very hard to market it can be yeah. very d- difficult to market an audiobook and i think that some authors don't understand that once you've agreed to the royalty share or whatever like they kind of need to help market the book and i'm not right. quite sure that they they get that having said that one of my very first books actually paid off really well it was a half hour book oh and i made a few thousand on wow it which was very, very nice and very unexpected. Yeah. Um, So that's that's fantastic. um, Was it a short story or was it? um, No, no, it's a Christian book. And it was actually God, it's called God's perfect timing. And it was actually very relevant for me um, Mm -hmm. at that time in my life. And yeah, that book, I don't know, like blessed or something. So you you did that one on a royalty share and that's the, yeah, but yeah, but that's the only one. I That's, mean, I'll be honest with you the, the I really, none of them have made, we, no, just haven't. <laughs> so I, so, I just can't. And because I have a family to support, I'm the second absolutely. family. I don't take those risks anymore. So it sounds like, I mean, the, the, I mean, there's a serendipitous whole feeling about all of that. It was yes. like you, you did, you took a shot yes. on a royalty share. It was a short enough project that you knew you could knock out. Right. It was called God per- God's Perfect Timing. Yes. And it paid off, not only paid off in dividends, but it also kind of proved to you that you could make a run of this. Yes, um, absolutely. It did. The pastor was who wrote it was blown away. He had no idea that it would take. And internationally, too, it took yeah. off. And uh, yeah, and I mean, obviously, I had to edit. This is before I knew anybody. I mean, it was I was editing it myself. I was just on ACX. So I was editing yeah. it myself and doing all that. Thank God it was only a half hour. I'm right there with you. I know. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so that that actually like ties in perfectly with with what I always call the lightning bolt moment, and that's all that's at that's always at some point in someone's life when they experience something, when they see something, they meet someone, or they hear something, and it makes them want to point in that direction and say, "That is what I want to do. That is the kind of person I want to be. That's the kind of life I want to live." So, I understand that acting came first and foremost for you. Was what was what was it that got you on that? path? I think as a kid, I really wanted to be paid attention to. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, we all you know, do. Right, right. <laughs> I was, I, I, I always, since from the time I could walk, I, I like to do silly little, I don't know. I, in first grade, I, I always go back to this. I played a, a Care Bear, footy pajamas and the nice. whole, like, I think I was the one with the rainbow whose name I, I can't remember right now. But anyway, I had a little paper plate Mm-hmm. that had the rainbow on it, had the pink footies. And all these people are just like looking at me as I'm being this little Care Bear. And I'm just shameless. Just walking I, around like in- uh, Yeah, like when I, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't, well, we had a little play. It was like a little play gotcha. for the, in first grade, right? Yeah. So, and then that was it. I mean, that mm-hmm. was, I was doing community theater. when, I, And of course I would do every single play that was in school all the way up through high school. And then I went to college for, for acting. And then I went to, to grad school. I, I went, I got my MFA at Yale for acting and I got wow. a legit and a, and a commercial agent straight out of Yale. And uh, then I broke out into television and just, and I found out I was pregnant with twins. 
And not only that, I was put on extreme, not not bed rest, but um, like I thought I was going to be this cute little pregnant twin mom who still ran her six miles a day and still done. And it was yeah, not no. to be. <laughs> I was well, I wasn't allowed. I was considered geriatric because of my age. And I was oh, wow. considered high risk because I had twins and there were all sorts of issues with the pregnancy. So I was in and out of the hospital at the time. And mm-hmm. anyway, a yeah. lovely friend of mine, Patricia Santamaso, Santamaso Hopkins, who is unfreaking real and her husband is unfreaking real, Sean Patrick Hopkins. They have their own company too. And they do, and they've won multiple awards and they're all just fine frigging people and fine actors. And they, she came to me when I was do, being a toy demonstrator for Hasbro. Oh, wow. And yeah, so I'd done that a few years and she was like, I do audiobooks. And she's like, you should think about it. You have a nice voice. I know you have kids. But at the time my kids were two years old. Mm-hmm. And just think about it. And I hadn't really, I had done one audiobook at that time and it was totally random in 2011 for Penguin. And mm. I just, a friend of mine, Jeff Gurner, got me into the audition and I had no idea what I was doing. And so since it was yeah. Penguin, yeah. You're, you're doing it in the studio, correct? Yes, I was doing it in the studio. So, yeah. Zero idea. Like, yeah. And I just walked in and auditioned. And, and anyway, I got it. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jeff Gurner. It was called Sins and Shadows by Lynn Benedict. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I had never thought about it again. That was 2011. And, mm-hmm. and I sort of, obviously, it just, I was acting. I was doing other things, doing regional theater, St. Louis rep, and just different mm-hmm. stuff sort of all over. St. Louis rep, really? Yeah, I did two shows there. No kidding. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. A Christmas Story and a Next Fall. Really? When? Yeah. When, when was that? Long time. No. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, A Christmas Story was in. Oh George, I'd have to look it up. I really yeah. don't know. I maybe because like, I've been I've been here since I've been here since oh I've been here since August two thousand eleven. So. Oh okay, um, yeah, I think so, it would have yeah. been after, yeah probably, but maybe two thousand eight and maybe Next Fall was two thousand nine. I'm not really sure. Okay. Um, okay, just checking because anyway. yeah, yeah, no, that's what I said. Couple, it would still be a couple yeah. of years before before I moved out of New York. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, so sorry, sorry. To so interrupt. no, sorry, <laughs> no. So I just keep going, don't I? So oh, so anyway, I went home, did my uh, first uh, audition. I didn't know what I was doing. My setup was horrible. It was a mess. Anyway, mm-hmm. I got serious about it and realized I needed a better space and this and that. And Patricia was extremely helpful. She was like, go to this ACX audiobook group. They can help you. There are lots of vets in there. Go in there. do And, and she's just lovely in terms of the things to look out for. Mm-hmm. Go to this thing called ACX. And because yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what that was either. Anyway, I got with a production company and didn't know I was. I auditioned for a production company. I thought I was just auditioning for an author. Mm-hmm. And I got the book and they were like, what else do you do? And so Ooh. I sent them my resume and the next thing I'm getting books through them. And then the next thing I'm giving them work because oh. I'm, yeah, I'm getting books on ACX and saying, Hey, can you produce this? Cause I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so then I just got so busy and I started and I found this engineer and, and so I was sort of going on my own, right. Cause I had an engineer yeah. and then, and then, yeah. And then I formed my company and it just got nuts. <laughs> Wow. So that's, that is, that is insane. Like that, that sort of how everything just kind of snowballed. It did. It really did. It really snowballed. It was like the end of 2016. And then I started sort of going off on my own and just getting lots of projects and, and and best-selling authors. I Mm -hmm. I was getting like my very first book. One of my very first books was a USA Today best-selling author. And then I was getting New York Times best-selling authors and did a whole series with K.R. Thompson, who was just lovely and amazing and mm-hmm. and and fantasy kind of like if you like twilight mm-hmm. you like her stuff and yeah no it really did it just snowballed and i didn't have enough people came to me so here's when it started my company sort of started you know be growing when they needed male narrators yeah and i they were like do you have a male narrator and of course what do i say of course i do Right. Of course, I have a male narrator mm-hmm. and I go and find one. Right. Because <laughs> I don't know anybody. Can you ride a horse? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. You always say yes. I learned mm-hmm. that. I mean, not to your detriment, but when it comes yeah. to something like that, where you're trying to build something, you just say yes and then you figure it out. And I'm right. very much that way. Blow up every back door, do whatever you have to do. Right. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not hurting anybody, hurting yourself, go for it. Yeah. What's going to happen? They're going to say no. OK, on to mm-hmm. the next. So God, then they came to me and said, a uh, different person, obviously. And so, do you have any female narrators? 
So obviously they didn't want me. So I was oh, like, okay. I know. So I was like, of course I do. Right. I, you mean other than me? And I, yeah. and I, exactly. No, I didn't say that. I said, of course I do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So they had to go find some female narrators because I didn't know anybody, you know? Right. And then before it, it just started taking a life of its own. And I, I, we started, then we had like a hundred people on our roster and then we had over maybe 200 people on our roster. And then we, and we went from, like I said, two people, me and an engineer to nine people now. And our engineers, I I don't, just to throw it out there, I, you guys are extraordinary. I don't think people Mm -hmm. understand what you do. In fact, I don't even get all of it. I mean, I tried to having had to engineer my own work, but it is unreal what they do. And what George, just to say, I love what I love about my company and maybe all companies are this way. I really don't know because I I do work for other production companies, but just as a narrator, obviously we're very collaborative. Mm -hmm. Like we're very much like engineers, our our videographer, obviously Denise, our, our production coordinator, we all work together and I'm constantly saying, what can we do? How can we streamline this process? How can I make things better for you engineers? What do you need from our, is there anything from our narrators that we can ask them to do? So we started vetting their spaces and giving Mm -hmm. them tips on what could make their space better to make it easier for our engineers. And of course it's a win-win for the narrators because now they have a better space. So when they audition, they're crushing it because people, they may have loved their voice, but maybe their space wasn't so great. And now their space is fantastic. So I probably shouldn't be saying this because then people would just join us to get advice from our narrators. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. It 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 really is just, it really is such uh, such an amazing group that you have that you've been able to collect. And and they're so nice. They are so nice. So not only are they insanely talented and they all wear, you know, many hats. I mean, they're all freelancers, so they wear lots of hats, but they're also very nice. So they're passionate about what they do and they're kind people. So, I mean, I just, I am so blessed and so lucky to have this core of people that have stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I look at them, I'm like, you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> you're still, okay, good. I'm so happy that you're still here. Cause I know they could just go off and do film and television or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're all certainly qualified to do. They're all award-winning folk that just have crazy resumes and yet they want to work for my company though. Well, that, (laughs) I I mean, that, that's a testament right there of how, of how you are like as, as a, as a a business person, as, as someone who has been in the trenches with all, with all these people. And that's something that when, when people are, when people see that, that there is someone there that, that has their back, that knows exactly what they do, not exactly like when it comes to the engineers, but, Mm -hmm. but, but knows the expectations of what they do, then that you're, you're just going to want to stick with that person because they stuck with you. So that's, that's, that's a big thing right there. Like anyone that's, and just the fact that just bringing it back over here, like the fact that you, you heard me and believed that I was, that I was worthy to be a part of that group. That's, that right there says so much. And that's something I will always be grateful for. So George, you're so silly. You're wonderful. (laughs) It's no work together. It's just about the right project. We do a lot. Obviously we do a lot of romance and, but we are, we definitely are getting more fiction. We're getting more mystery thriller and Mm -hmm. things like that, where I think your voice in a lot of ways is better suited for only because like, there, some of our clients are looking for very specific, either they want super, super young sounding, not, mm-hmm. not like 10, obviously, but like somebody who could do a high schooler or, mm-hmm. but also has a growl and has, a, has grit. And, and like I said, I mean, your voice, we don't have anybody like that. And I thought that your audition for that, it was an army book. I don't remember the title right now. I'm so sorry, but it just fits so beautifully w- mm-hmm. with your skill set. And it just, I loved it. And we're we're gonna get you. Oh yeah, we're, we're gonna get you. I I am I am just very very excited. Just like I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like like what I have liked to have already done like a couple of audiobooks. Of course, absolutely. But I know the caliber of talent that you have, and I know that it's at at some point like someone's gonna be someone's 
someone is going to be out there just saying that, that this person is the right fit. And Nicole, Nicole Evelina said this last week, and it's something that I'm taking to heart for as my mantra for 2022 is to is to stop counting all your no's because all it takes is one yes. Absolutely. That's what, yeah, absolutely. It only takes one yes. Absolutely. And that's so important to remember that. In a lot of cases, you have to kind of create your own yeses, which is what I did with with recording my own audiobooks. And it was recording Excelsior that got me the attention of other authors. Wonderful. One of which is, one of which I've done five books for him already. And might be doing a sixth one. So that's awesome. Yeah. And it's one of those things where just like it's a matter of getting yourself out there, which you have obviously done Mm -hmm. and really kind of attracting the kind of positivity that you that you have. So like that is that is always it's that is always something that's going to be magnetic, you know, to, to people. They're going to want to be a part of that. It's just like, I love that vibe. I want to be a part of that. And that's what I felt when, when I saw everything, it was just, I want to be a part of that because (laughs) it looks like everyone is having the time of their life having fun, (laughs) doing exactly what they love to do. And why not be a part of that? Why not be a part of something that's going to help so many people? And I mean, that's basically what we do in, in audiobooks. Right. You know, we're, we're providing a venue for yep. so many people that are not normally readers. We are storytellers. Mm-hmm. And so we get a chance to tell that story in every single format. It's not just as an author. It's not just paperback and ebook. It's got to be. It's got to be audio. It has to be audio to reach the full spectrum. Yep. I agree. I mean, I've had people tell me that what you do helped get me through high school and college because without yeah. audiobooks, I wouldn't have made it because I struggle with various learning disabilities and or learning impairments. I'm not sure. And anyway, audiobooks save them because they were able to have the audiobooks in conjunction with the textbooks and and textbooks and, and stories and whatnot and be, be successful. Yeah. Right. And I love, too, that that audiobooks. I love that all, all of our clients are, are, are indie authors or mm-hmm. self-published. And I think yeah. that's wonderful because it's so underrepresented mm-hmm. um, and we get to be a part of that. We get a, to be mm-hmm. a part of bringing people because the thing that people don't realize about audiobooks is that in some cases, actually, in many cases, it draws more attention to your book, to the mm-hmm. physical book. Yeah. And so, and then people hear, they hear that author and they're like, oh, well, what else does this author have? In the same way they'll hear a narrator and say, what else does this narrator have? They mm-hmm. might hear an author and be like, well, what else does this author have? And I love that. I love that we get to, to be a part of bringing people to light who might not have had the kind of focus that they deserve. Because Absolutely. we all know there are incredibly talented people out there that aren't with the big five and aren't within the same way they're incredibly talented people that aren't on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm, I think that's part of where my need to bring people forward comes. From. I mean, I'll just be honest. I think that for someone who never hit Broadway, I got off Broadway as far as I got. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? You never know. Had I but you never know. But anyway, whatever. I think that I just have this need. There are these tremendously talented people out there, narrators, authors that don't have the kind of exposure that that they should just because maybe they don't know the right person or they don't, yeah. whatever the reason is. And mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> take yeah. a look at this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's, and that right there is such a, it's, it's such a driving force as well, because you, you have someone who is looking out for the 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 under the underappreciated you know and you you see like the sort of talent that so many people have and that's why this is the big reason why i wanted you on this show because that so represents everything that this show is all about it's all about putting the spotlight on creative people that normally don't get the spotlight that thrown onto them and it's people that deserve it and so they deserve to have their moment and so absolutely and that's that's what this show is all about, and that's what Audio Sorceress is is about. It's about getting the right the right voice attached to the right project, right. regardless of their pedigree. Absolutely. And, and so it's it's all about just like can you deliver this kind of voice, and mm-hmm. the, the sort of talent that you've collected is just extraordinary. 
It's absolutely I think extraordinary. So. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so tell us, I love so, our team. I love our yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us about this. So so you've you've started the company. You've got everything going, yeah. and your first client has reached out to you to get something going. You work with your engineers. You work with your narrator and everything, and you have a completed audiobook under the Audio Sorceress banner. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about. A, like how that felt to have that, have that done and B, like how it all came to be in the first place. Okay. Oh, geez. Well, so, so what happened was somebody came to me and said, do you produce as well? I I, I had the audio sorcerer's banner, but again, it was me. And I said, yes, yes, I do. And it was Tate James. She was mm-hmm. international best-selling author. She's now USA Today best-selling author. And awesome. one of the books that we did with her was number one on all of Audible wow. for a few weeks. Yeah. So we were like, wow. So I was like, tell everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So now we get to say that we're a company that actually, because our books end up in like the top 100 in romance and usually in the top 50 in romance on Audible, but to be able to, which is extraordinary. I'm not taking anything away from that. I mean, and those kudos to all the narrators and the my clients that are involved in that. That's amazing. But the fact that as a, as a company that you can say, one of our authors, our production and the, the production, the product that we put out there was number one on all of Audible is pretty exciting. So sorry. So to go back to that, I was just like, yes, we do. And then that's just said, do you have males? And I said, yes, we do. And then I realized, yeah. And then I realized this is really happening. I, I mm-hmm. had to, I found this guy because again, I knew no one. I found an actor who was huge in voiceover in L.A. Yeah. And Jared Kajak, if you look mm-hmm. him up, he's a wonderful individual. We had done a show together. And anyway, he was like, okay. So we did this romance written by Jamin Eve and, and Tate James. Jamin Eve is a Wall Street Journal bestselling author. She's Amazon bestselling author. She has her own show on Peacock. She has her own You're animated show. She, She's she crushing is, it. She She's crushing, crushing it, as, it. Is, yeah. as is Tate. Anyway, yeah. So so the feeling of that to actually be able to produce that. And Jared and I even worked together a little bit just to kind of hear each other or whatever. And that's where I got the idea too, of putting people doing and rehearsals, yeah, doing rehearsals um, yeah, to, to actually, so that it felt more like the people were in the same room. Mm-hmm. Right. So it gets out there and I see it on audible and it's just like, we did that or my little company Mm-hmm. did that it was like and then we were we went from the little engine that could to the little engine that did we really were we were that and yeah i don't know if that is that's what you meant but yeah. incredibly exciting for us and then it just led to another author cm stunick just letting us do her audio and then it just kind of snowballed and mm-hmm. i think because we got to do tate and jamin and jamin reached out to us to do her audio and it was just sort of boom, 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 boom. Oh, you worked with such and such. Yeah. Can I hear more of what you do? Oh, you work with such and such. Can I? And and then with me, one of the key things for me, George, was I spent a lot of time on social media. I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time networking and yeah. meeting people, talking to people, finding out what is it that you're looking for? What is it that you need? I would hear when what, what was missing and mm-hmm. constantly thinking, what can we do to service our clients? How do we differentiate ourselves? What makes us stand out from other production companies and, and things like that? And I just, I'm super proud. I am. I'm, I'm so proud of my team and our narrators and and just super grateful for the encouragement and the people just willing to help you, not because they wanted anything, right? but just because they wanted to. And I talked to somebody that I was like, why? Why are you helping me? Like what? <laughs> and no, and they said, they said, Marnie, because you're so passionate and you believe in what you do. And, mm-hmm. and I just, I want, and, I've, and they've said multiple times, this one person in particular has said, I want you to be successful. Yeah. I want you, I, I believe in you. I believe in what you're doing. You, you treat your, your narrators wonderfully. I see that you're, you're, you're putting a great product out there and I want you to be successful. 
And I just thought that was really nice. I know that's a little bit off topic, but (laughs) no, that's, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly what it should be. It is. That's exactly what it should be. It's an inspiring story that hopefully like kind of gets people to get their, their own voices out there because it was, it was Tate looking in your direction suddenly that got everything going. And so what was like, what did Tate, what did Tate see or hear or anything that really kind of grabbed her attention? Well, I had been a, a narrator for her mm-hmm. and I get, she, I guess, loved what I did. And she was like, Hey, I done a series for her. Yeah. And she, that's when she was just like, do you produce and can you, you know, do a duet? Yeah. And then that was it. That was the start. Wow. Yeah. And I, I was just like, I'm honored and I can't believe this is happening. And this is yeah. so crazy. And I remember getting my logo and, and uh, cause I reached out to a girl who did cover designs. This is, I knew nothing about anything. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just the learning curve was so huge, but I was just like, well, she does cover designs. Maybe she does logos and I need something really spectacular. And her work is, is, is awesome. And uh, yeah. then just having the branding is huge too. Mm-hmm. And that's when it becomes real too. George, you're talking about moments that it becomes real. I, I, for me, it wasn't, I know you said the lightning bolt moment, but for me, it sort of felt like it was different things, almost like pieces of a puzzle fitting together. Yeah. And, and because it didn't quite feel real, then I had a, then I had a logo. And then I remember doing a makeover on that logo and it felt even more real because, you know, we, the logo was beautiful, but I just wanted it to be bolder. I want it to yeah. be sexier. I want mm-hmm. it to be more sort of in your face. That's it. Those are the words that I was like. And so it definitely got, works. It, right. It, it, it definitely you. works. And so, so the name like audio sorceress. Yes. yes. Now, you know, obviously like that was for you first. Yes. And then it be, and then it, then it was, then it be, then it was rolled into representing the whole team. I know. I'm a little sad that I lost my status as the audio sorceress. You know, thank you, Sean McMahon for giving me that. He's the author of uh, Fur Lodge in the Restarter series. And he gave me the audio source. I don't know if the story, but he- No, I don't. Oh, okay. So real quick. So he was interested yeah. in me. He heard my voice on Twitter mm-hmm. of all places and liked me. It was like, I want you to maybe possibly narrate my book. And I was like, okay. Because yeah. I thought his work was amazing. I had just the, the little that I had read. I was like, this guy is funny. He's mm-hmm. He's dark. He's, I love his pop culture references. He's just brilliant. Right. Yeah. And so anyway, overseas and he sends it to me and it says Marnie Young, the audio sorceress. He gave nice. me that title. And I, that's awesome. Talk about a, okay. Oh, talk about a lightning bolt moment. Okay. It was like, <laughs> bing, yeah. no, the lightning struck yeah. me. And I was like, that is my hook because mm-hmm. I was trying to think of how right Marnie Young, I didn't want my name. I wanted like a thing. Yeah. Like a, and a I said, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I said, can I use this? I said, I will give you credit I, everywhere. I will shout your name to the heavens. Like <laughs> I would, he was like, don't even do that. You don't. In fact, if he ever hears this, he'd be like, why did you do that? You don't have right. to tell people where you got it. I was like, I'm going to, because it's amazing. And mm-hmm. I might not have a company if it wasn't for you. It would just wow. be Marnie Young company, you know, which yeah. is maybe, I don't know what I come up. Marnie Young's voice. Or like, or I don't a- know. Audiobook narrator. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Exactly. So anyway, of yeah. narrators that read books, you know, just yes, exactly. <laughs> so thank you to Sean. And then actually he did end up becoming one of our clients. So the Fur Lodge, really awesome, awesome book. And so, yeah. So when we got the, when we got the branding and then, and then, and then I changed the, we got the colors even bolder. And then we, we had, we, we were doing all these videos and trailers and things. And it was just like, and that our first trailer came out and that made it real. It was like sort of all these little things. And before yeah. it, we had a full blown production company <sighs> that offered all these things. And when we started doing stream yards, we started mm-hmm. offering stream art, which a lot of our authors were eating up and thought it was wonderful. And the narrators yeah. too, because they're, they get, they're advertising themselves, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. But I, I try to develop things where it's a win-win situation for everyone. Yeah. So people don't feel like they're losing anything. Mm-hmm. I already yeah. knew, I already knew that I was excited to be a part of the group and everything now, like now that I know like more of the more of the history and everything yeah. even more so. So yeah, I am, I am just so pumped. I'm so awesome. excited to be a part of, be a part of all this. And I'm looking forward to putting my own 
stamp on things yes. going forward. And at the same time, it's just like, I'm still doing, I'm still doing this show on my own. I still have my own books that I'm narrating for other clients. I have, I, like I have my hybrid podcast audiobook coming up soon, which is going to be the reading of From Parts Unknown. Oh, that's and awesome. So, yeah. So I am, I am, that's going to be, that was announced a couple of weeks ago on the show, but like, I will be reiterating that in 2022, that's going to start. And congratulations on your review, by the way, for Parts Unknown. I, I, I read a review from Reader's Favorite, right? Yeah. Yep. Beautiful, Reader's Favorite. Beautiful yeah. review. I, that to me was, was as validating as you saying, yep. be a part of our team because like I'm, I'm very proud of Excelsior, very proud of mm-hmm. ever like, and the sequel. And you should be. <laughs> the sequel is, the sequel I still maintain is the best thing I've ever written, which is making the writing of this third one pretty intimidating, which is probably <laughs> why agree. it's it's become such a slog to get through. But from Parts Unknown, that one is such, that one is so dear to my heart because it's it's kind of like, it's the closest thing to me in mm-hmm. terms of like people just kind of saying, we don't know what to do with you. It's like they looked at at the story and just like, we don't know what to do with this. It's a hybrid of so many different things. Right. And so that was when I was I was given the tip, just like, have you ever thought about self-publishing it? And I went ahead and took the plunge on that. And then once I got the rights back from that self-publisher years later and then I reread it and I realized I didn't like it anymore. So I spent years basically like just taking a full sledge. Like I knocked this building down and then rebuilt Mm. it from the ground up. And just to see like, what else can I put in this that works? And I spent another year of adding in like all these different elements that would work. And yeah, now it's, now it's in in a place that I'm really, really proud of. And so it's just like, and so if, if people don't know what to do with it, if people don't know like what to think about it, then fine. I'll read yeah. it to you. So, sure. So. I love it. I love And I just read the first couple of pages and I'm just, gosh, you're so good. You're Thank so you. talented. And it's just like, snap right into the world. Snap. Mm-hmm. You're right there. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I truly, I, I, I love all, all my books, but like it's, it's from parts unknown that I just like, I want to put that spotlight on that one. It was just like, love it. that's very know. smart. Very yeah. smart. Yeah. So, so I have to ask you then for everything that you have done for all mm-hmm. the different, the different paths you've taken mm-hmm. and this amazing path that you're on with audio sorceress, say someone is in my shoes, they want to get going in, in something in this realm, in this wonderful mm-hmm. world of audiobook narrating, but they're not sure exactly how to do it. What would you say to them? This is 2022. It's January. So right, this right. is the time of like, fresh starts. Yes. What's the first thing that they should do to, mm. to become a part of this? Well, people always say, listen to audiobooks. Yeah. And that is true. However, I do have a narrator on our roster who hasn't listened to a single one and has booked every single, almost every single audition that they've done. And they had wow. never done a, never done an audiobook in their life. <sighs> and why? Cause it just, it's just natural. Yeah. Just do what they would do on stage. Mm-hmm except into a mic. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying, of course, absolutely listen. I listen when I can, but I'm insanely busy. But mm-hmm. if you have the time, yes, you should listen. That's true. If you, depending on what your background is, I mean, I, I would say the most important thing, you've got to have a space mm-hmm. <laughs> before you can do anything. You have to have a space. And the quickest way to do that is just Google. I mean, Google mm-hmm. was my best friend. Just Google like home, home studios or whatever yeah. for mm-hmm. an audiobook narrator and people post pictures of their studios mm-hmm. and then you look at it and you can figure out what it is that you need and you need the acoustic foam and you need this yep. and that and usually small spaces are better because the noise isn't sort of like ah, out there and so research that research try different mics because before I wouldn't even try and do anything until you have a decent space. I mm-hmm. think that's huge and a decent yeah. sound. Make sure that your mic and it's not that you have to have the number one. I started out with a Blue Yeti. And I got work. And there are some people that still have Blue Yetis Mm -hmm. and still get work. I think when you want to be considered for larger production companies who take Mm -hmm. home studios, 
I don't know how they feel about blue yetis, but I have a feeling they kind of look down on that a little bit. I would just to be honest, it needs to have like it needs to have an interface. If you want it. Yes, correct. Yes. An interface. Yes. And 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 make sure that you learn. I started out with Twisted Wave. I don't even know if that exists anymore, but that's what I use to learn sort of the process of recording an audiobook. A lot of people use Audition. Make sure that you have DAWs. Make sure that you I use Pro Tools now because that's sort of the industry standard, but lots of people, what is their audition audacity? There's so many yep. now, George, I don't even know them all. And don't, don't, I would. So, okay. So you need that. Obviously you need the software, then start putting a demo together, start. Yeah. And once you have that, I would say join ACX when you're just starting out. That's the quickest way you, you join ACX, be kind to yourself. Just because you first started out doesn't mean that you need to say, I'll take $50 an hour or whatever. You don't do that right. to yourself. What what do you feel that you that your quality is worth? And and always put your best foot forward. If you can do accents but you're not killer at accents or dialects mm-hmm. or whatever, don't do them. Always do yeah. what is best for you where you shine. Mm-hmm. Right? And then sometimes you will be asked in a book to stretch yourself more. And that's, that's fine. That's great. And then you can start doing those dialects or whatever, but always make sure that you are always doing what you're strongest at and pick genres that you would feel comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Right. I would say, join that ACX. There is an ACX indie producer, something or other private Facebook group. It's called AC. If you look up ACX indie producer, It's Mm -hmm. a private Facebook group and there are tons of vets on there that are perfectly happy to offer suggestions for things. If you're struggling with something, if you're, some will even listen to your work. Some of them will even listen and give you thoughts on that because they want you to be successful. Yeah. Um, You're part of the audiobook community and we all want to shine. Right. And so there is, there is a lot of that helping other people. Shoot. I even had, I found an engineer on there who even came to my house and helped me set up my Pro Tools. Oh, wow. And I even ended up changing my mic because of him. I had gotten a CAD and because everybody was like, oh, CAD is it, CAD is it? And I had this nice, broad, rich sound. But the CAD, he was the one that identified. He's like, you're losing your brights. You're losing your bright tones. You're losing the, 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 the nuances you have this yeah. rich sound but for a female whatever the nuances and a female who's alto but has some lighter notes anyway it's because of him that i got the mic that i that i did and that booked me a whole bunch a lot more work and got other producers production companies to take me more seriously mm-hmm. because i i didn't have the blue yeti anymore right. that's why i wanted to go back to that i didn't go all the way out there to, I had a point. Yeah. So anyway, so, so do that and, and get yourself on ACX and start auditioning, yeah. looking for projects that you would be excited about, not just to get something under your belt, but because you'd be excited about it. Because if you're not mm-hmm. excited about it, don't do Why it. Why are you doing it? Yeah. yeah and, and it's not fair to the author too, because they mm-hmm. put their heart and soul into it. And if you don't feel a connection to it, you don't feel, I, I just wouldn't recommend doing it because yeah. I feel like that can come through and you don't want to phone it in. No yeah. one wants to text in audiobooks, like phone right. in, now it's text or Instagrammed in audiobook. And then find out there, there's a lovely Karen Cummings. She Cummins, she has, I don't know the website off the top of my head. I mean, of course, if I looked at my stuff, but she is like the grand dame of, of the audiobook community. And she has done this incredible website. It's called like the narrator roadmap mm. or something. Please forgive me, Karen, if that's, that's not quite right. I know it. Anyway, <laughs> if I took a look, Karen Cummins, no G, <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's unreal. And she's written books and she's an extraordinary narrator. And she believes she has her own company. And anyway, she has a whole slew of the steps to becoming a narrator and also even a voiceover artist. There's information about joining it, getting hooked up into voiceover. But yeah, it's huge. Narrator roadmap or something. It, 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 I'm close. If it's not yeah. that, it's very, very close. If you just type in narrator roadmap, I mean, she's huge. Everybody knows who she is. And yeah, she's taken to the time to put together this resource that has pretty much everything you would need to know to start. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. And then, I mean, that's kind of it. And then I, I am all for promoting yourself. Mm-hmm. I am all for reaching out to production companies too, that maybe you already sent them your demo. Don't contact them every week, but maybe like once a month or you contact them maybe once a quarter when something really wonderful is that you're able to talk about, right? Yeah. And 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 try and personalize it too as much as you can to make yourself memorable. Keep it mm-hmm. short, 
<laughs> but whatever little de- personal detail that you can reveal about yourself, because I found too with social media and getting myself out there, people want that. Mm-hmm. They don't just want to see, because there's lots of people with great voices. I mean, there's yeah. a ton of females out there, thousands and thousands, thousands of females with these beautiful voices. And it's like, okay, how do I get noticed? I know maybe I can talk about my twins and I could talk about my personal life. Like what it, um, some sort of a hook. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of, and then the audio sorceress hook. That was huge. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I got, oh, yeah. I got super lucky with that. Thank you, Sean, again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, does that, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, definitely. I have to, I have to second you when it comes to finding the right kind of space, because everything that I do here, it's all out of my walk-in closet that was set up in, in my office. And like when we set up, when we got this place a couple of years ago, I saw this particular room and I said, like, I want this to be my office. And, and then I walked into the walk-in closet and I was just like, and this is a perfect size. This is exactly yeah. what I need for everything for. And I made it into my studio and I'm thrilled with it. And, and it's, it actually looks like I know what I'm doing. So you it's, do. It's, it's always, it's always a good sign there. <laughs> so. <laughs> but the space is huge because the thing is you can have super talented people. Like I said, we've actually, like I said, we work with some people who it's their very first audiobook ever. Mm-hmm. And so their space may not quite be up to par, but I know they're super talented. So I obviously talked to my engineer. Can we please help her? She's yeah. going to be unbelievable. She is mm-hmm. going to take off and, and, but she just needs some help with the the studio. It's not up to par for what I want. Exactly. And I am yeah. very, I have very stringent requirements for what I, what I want, because we, we have a model to follow. Mm-hmm. I've, we've set this bar thanks to our incredible engineers that we, we have to maintain it. Mm-hmm. So if I have anybody's voice that comes through and doesn't, then we have to make it work yeah. <laughs> we, or they have to come back to us when they've got better equipment. There is <laughs> <You> that. <know>? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but and I'm sure that's what people said about my work too, right. which is why I, I upgraded to the blue, blue Yeti. And the only other thing I would say is make sure that whatever v- advice you're given, follow I was given good advice and I was given bad advice. And I would say, make sure you're, you forge your own path. What works mm-hmm. for somebody may not work for the other person. I was told if I didn't have coaching that I didn't take my job seriously. Yeah. And that I wasn't taking the audiobook community seriously. And it was sort of frowned upon if I didn't have a coach. It didn't mm-hmm. matter that I went to Yale and had an MFA. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. All these things were irrelevant, I guess. And and I I, I would just say, take in everything and then throw out whatever it is that you don't need. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you can get a coach, great. Mm -hmm. If you really feel that you don't need a coach and I know there are people like cringing right now, but then don't do it because what you don't want is to sacrifice any of the naturalness or whatever it is that you bring to sound like other people. That's what I mean? Like sometimes you get hired for your quirkiness. Mm -hmm. You get hired for the certain way that you deliver something or whatever. I mean, I am a coach, so I'm not, I'm not, I think coaches are really important. I'm just saying like, if you really feel in your heart of hearts that you don't need it, don't feel like you have to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And so, so with that in mind, where can my listeners find you on social media? Everywhere. I might be in your house, George. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, um, I really am everywhere, though. Our company is everywhere. I mean, LinkedIn, Instagram. We have a Facebook page, a Twitter, a YouTube. Just under audio, www.audiosorceress.com mm-hmm. is my us. You'll get to see trailers. You get There's a productions page, which is almost up to date. I think there's some stuff that I have to get my a website person to ups, update. But you can go on there. I think that's, that's all of them. <laughs> so yes. there's pretty much everywhere. And that's why, too, when we get authors, we say, hey, we can help promote you through mm-hmm. social media. We call it soft promotion. What do you offer? Well, we offer soft promotion where we will tag you in everything. And with over 20,000 followers, which is pretty good for a, a little audiobook production company. Yeah. I'm saying 20,000 like across all social media platforms, but it's pretty good and it's growing. 
Yeah. Right. So that's that helps get them out there too. That's a nice little perk that we have. But anyway, that's where we are. www.audiosourcerist.com. If you just want to know about me, I have my own website <laughs> called <laughs> MarnieYoung.com. Well, and I use that when I'm pitching for other production companies to use me because I do, I do, I obviously I work for other production companies like Tantor and, and Dreamscape and Lyric and, and, and the audio flow and whatever, you name it, HarperCollins. Anyway, I think that's it. Those are, <laughs> those are the two places. <clears throat> I can't th- I can't think of a better phrase to use for for Marnie than what she had just said forge your own path that is exactly what she has done it has led her to create audio sorceress it has led her to continue to inspire so many different people including myself and she has she has just been such an amazing motivational force going forward Aww. in this realm. And it's something that I really hope that all of you are applying to your own passions, whether it's audio, whether it is writing, whether it is filmmaking, whether it is painting, whatever it may be, forge your own path to get there. Don't rely on the on other people that are going to that may or may not look in look in your direction you got to make them look in your direction and by doing that by forging your own path going forward you will create your own path on this excelsior journey so for marnie young this is george soroy saying to all of you ever upward and i will see you next week Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. <laughs>